What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of After the Game, a conversation with me and my dad where we talk about the post-jazz game. My name is Spencer. Hey, and this is Barry the Dad, another episode of After the Game, and another jazz win tonight against Minnesota, 128-116. to They win by 12. The reason why I mention that is their point differential is 10.4 in the win column this year, and the all-time record, I think, is the Golden State Warriors when they won the NBA championship of 10.6. So the Jazz are really playing elite offense tonight, and they win one against Minnesota, and now are 22-9 on the season. Spencer, what do you think about tonight's game? To make it quick, you, you make a good point about our offense being really good, but the Timberwolves did not have Patrick Beverly, Carl Anthony Towns, or um, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. So it wasn't much of a challenge. It kind of almost seemed like it was a G League team out there, but they still had some good players on the court with D'Angelo Russell and with Beasley and Lehman, who all played really well, especially Beasley, who scored about 33 points. So the biggest takeaway is that it wasn't too much of a competition tonight, but still we we played well and had our normal performances by our All-Stars. Yeah, great point. The Timberwolves were, Timberwolves were depleted, uh, COVID protocols, which seems like it's getting every team but the Jazz. I think there's six or seven teams that are still left that haven't lost any games or player games, should I say due to COVID protocol, but it hurt Minnesota tonight. The game was a little clunky. It never felt in doubt. We were up by 15 at one point in time in the first half. I think we were up by 15 near the end of the game in the fourth quarter. So the Jazz played well, but we never stretched it out to 20 or 25, which you felt like we could have. So uh, interesting tonight. You talked about some of the players for Minnesota. Um, there were some, some players there that really had a game. Um, Malik Beasley had 33 points tonight on 13-25 shooting, so he gets the start due to some of his teammates being out, and he does really, really well. So Beasley, who generally averages 11 a game, scores 33, which is really impressive. Uh, Jake Lehman had 13. He averages, I think, one or two points a game. And uh, just some good minutes by some young guys in Minnesota. I think they're the second, they're the team with the second most three pointers attempted, and we're the first in the league. So tonight they shot 45 three pointers and made 17. We shot 39 and made 16. So it was a three point barrage, especially in that third quarter as both teams heated up. But the Jazz came out with the win and a fun win at that. Another good, yeah, I guess that's a really good point, but another good takeaway from tonight's game, Mitchell looked a little bit more uh, athletic tonight. He was a lot quicker, kind of reminded us of our, his first couple of seasons in the league where he was quick off his feet and drove a lot. He hit some really good threes, as we talked about, but I was impressed with his quickness, and then there was a bunch of lobs to Gobert. He had another great night with um, put-back dunks and just dunks all around. And I think it's because the pick and roll was working tonight. Once once Gobert rolled, there wasn't really much coverage on him, so it was pretty easy to just throw to someone who's seven one. So good good win, a good expected win. We have lost a lot of expected wins before, so it feels good to not have to worry about another one. Yeah, the Jazz had thirty one assists tonight. Um, one of the fun things that you and I chatted about during the game, Clarkson ended up with seven assists. He only had five points and three rebounds, but he had seven assists. He was two of nine, one of six from three. So not a great night 
from Jordan Clarkson scoring-wise, but definitely a great night from an assist perspective. I'm going to start watching, and maybe we should start looking at the Jazz when they win, what their assists are, and when they lose, what their assists are. So they had 31 assists tonight. Um, they barely out-rebounded Minnesota. Minnesota started to get some offensive rebounds late in the game. The Jazz out-rebounded. But one stat that I'd like to point out is Rudy Gobert, if you think about it, somewhat ho-hum now, and we're used to this, but he goes for 20 points and 17 rebounds, as you mentioned. That's a monster game. I don't care what center you are in the NBA to go 20 points and 17 rebounds. I would think that Jokic, maybe a couple others, Embiid, Carl Anthony Towns when he's healthy, there, there's, there's a handful, but there's, it, it's few and far between that put up those points. And then you combine that with Whiteside's 12 points and three rebounds. That means from the center position tonight, we had 32 points and 20 rebounds. And I liked what you said about Mitchell. He looked in control. Um, he was 10 for 20 from the field, 4 for 11 from the three-point, 4 for 4 from the three-point line. So all-around solid game by the Jazz, and again puts them at 22 and 9 on the season. And really, I'm hearing them mentioned in the same breath as the Warriors and the Suns, so they are part of the elite group in the Western Conference. Great point. It's a really good point with the centers and everything. I also want to give a shout out to Clarkson with his monster dunk. Only he only had five points, but his dunk was probably worth at least. If you could go to like video game rules, you probably get at least one game breaker and fifteen extra points with his dunk over two two of the Timberwolves players. And it just was one of those like dunks where you don't you don't think like you don't even think he's considering a dunk, and all of a sudden his hands just on the rim. You're like, what the heck? So he slammed that down, and that's going to be all over the highlights. Yeah, it was quick. He got into the lane and then threw it down and really uh, had a lot of fun with that dunk. And only the way that um, he can be, his face was just kind of stoic, and yeah. the bench went crazy, and Donovan Mitchell put his, head, his hands on top of his head like, oh, my gosh, crazy. what just happened? So uh, great point about, um, about Jordan Clarkson. So – uh, a fun night. Again, the Jazz, uh, my stats or the standings don't update immediately, but 22-9, and nine, uh, solidly in fourth place, solidly, I guess, um, in fourth place overall in the league, which pretty happy about. Tonight, both the Suns and the Warriors are playing, and uh, the Warriors are up by seven in the third against the Grizzlies. That'd actually be a fun game to watch as it comes down to the wire. But I believe that the Suns won tonight um, 113 to 101 over the Thunder, and that makes them 26 and 5. Two great teams having an amazing seasons. Uh, was going through the NBA All Star rosters early on as the All Star starts to come into view in February, and they have Paul George as a starting all-star, great longevity, superstar in the league, but ahead of Mitchell, who doesn't start. And the reality is, is the comment was, well, they're winning, and this is a great team at 26-5, and five, and a team that I think is the team to beat for the championship right now. Fair point. Fair enough. So the Jazz go to play on Christmas Day against the Mavericks at 10.30 Eastern time. Do you think you'll be able to stay awake for that? <laughs> Absolutely. Christmas Day, it's full of a ton of basketball. It'll keep you hopping all day. So really excited. 
to see it. There's been a thought that they might actually move that game up a little bit earlier. There are a few games on ABC. Is that your and, phone call? And, <laughs> and, if, uh, and if some of those ABC games go away, let's say the NBA postpone them because of COVID protocol or health and safety protocol, you're going to have to slide the Jazz, who, is, who are on ESPN, I think, right now, to the ABC slot, which could move them up during the day. But we'll see. They're going to play the Mavericks. The Mavericks are 15 and 16. Yeah. Um, kind of up and down. I don't think Luka Doncic is going to be available for that game. Oh, wow. And there's a few superstars on Christmas Day that are not available in the uh, five games that are on the schedule on Christmas Day, which is a little disheartening because you – the NBA has been hyping this up for quite some time and they're rolling into Christmas day without some of their major superstars playing. But we got Gobert. He's the biggest superstar of them all. So it'll be good. And I think we should get the win. They have the same record as the Timberwolves do. So it's one of those games where it'll feel good to get a game we're expected to win. Yeah, sure. And it's always good to beat somebody in the Western conference. Like we did the T wolves tonight and hopefully the Mavs on Saturday um, when we talk about Rudy Gobert and the season he's having, do you believe it's his best season ever? Or what are your thoughts? I think this is his seventh or eighth season uh, and continued growth each and every year. But what are your thoughts on Rudy Gobert? Definitely his best overall season. I'd like to see a stat on when players peak in the NBA, what the average season is. But seventh season in the league and he's really in his stride. I think he's a little bit more confident. He is putting up the stats to prove it. And overall, making an impact towards the championship. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, we asked the question tonight, which I would imagine some Jazz fans ask from time to time, if you have to choose one player to build your team with, would you start with Rudy Gobert or would you start with Donovan Mitchell? I would start with Donovan Mitchell, but that's a, that's a lot closer than I think anyone would have ever thought that debate to be. When you watch Rudy early on in his career, not getting a lot of playing time, kind of fumbling here and there and trying to get his hands ready and his lift ready and his defensive positioning and his footwork, you would have never thought that you could put him in the same sentence of, would you rather have Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert? Donovan Mitchell's just playing really well this season. Like you said at the start of this podcast, a lot of what he's doing now is a reflection of some of the things he was doing his rookie season not saying he was any better as rookie season, but now it's done very calculated and very smooth. But Rudy Gobert, I would have to say he has improved the most and surprised the most in my mind of any jazz man, quite frankly, in history. Whoa. Big, big statement. I mean, he has come along to be a three-time defensive player of the year and a guy who's getting 15 and 15 a night. That's, uh, that's in rare error as it pertains to centers and any big man in the league. Might not get the uh, defensive player of the year this year with Draymond playing so well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, things are going well. I don't know. Do you have any, anything else in your mind? Maybe um, just a couple more listening. minutes as we talk about tonight's games. Um, the Grizzlies, who look like they are they're losing to the Warriors and in Golden State at 19 and 13. They've been a little bit of a surprise to me how they've held it together with John Morant being out. He's now come back. There was a little bit of question marks or controversy and should, you know, that still be a team that he guides. He had an off night his first night back and it was a little frustrating for him. 
but I think that they'll do well. The Lakers uh, are getting beat by the Spurs, which I find interesting. No surprise. Um, no surprise to you, but the Lakers are 500 and at home and losing by 11 um, late in the first half. The Pacers beat the Rockets tonight. This game wouldn't have been too attractive to watch the Magic and the Pelicans. But what's sad about that statement is we've lost to both teams. Yeah. Um, those are a couple of losses that I think we'd love to have back. Can you imagine at 22-9 and nine, just having three wins back? We'd be at 25-6 and six and tied for first place in the league. Um, and then there's a final score tonight. The Hawks go into Philly and beat the 76ers 98-96. to 96. Again, Hawks 15-16, and 16, Sixers 16-16. 16 16. You see a lot of these teams just in that clump. Lakers at 16 and 16. You know, the T-Wolves 15 and 17 after tonight. Um, what do you think about the Lakers? And now with Anthony Davis out for at least four weeks, and then he's going to be reevaluated with MCL sprain or tear there. Uh, at 16 and 16, is this where you thought they might be, or is this less? And where do you think to see them now that, at least over a third of the season has gone by. Not really surprised. It, it's always funny when LeBron tries to assemble a team, and I think he's kind of, I want to say happy, but now he has an excuse to why they're not going to be playing well, and all he has to do is just make the playoffs and then do what he wants to do. I don't really think they were ever too serious. I just think they like playing together and just not playing overall. Interesting, yeah. And so... I think now LeBron's like, oh, well, Anthony Davis is out. So that's why we're not winning. And they were never going to be winners in the first place. So LeBron tonight, um, as the first half comes to a close, they're losing by eight. And he has 23 points in the first half. Everybody else is under like double digits. He did say, <laughs> LeBron did say um, that, they, that nobody has seen the team fully healthy, so no one knows the full potential. And I feel like that's just a – statement you say only when you know you're never going to be as good as you want to be. I, I think that's true. It's, it's it, many, many, a number of players on teams could possibly say that right now. Yeah. Like, oh, well, if we were, if we were, well, the reality is you're not. So you're not that good. You just got to play with Excuses. the cards you've, you've dealt. That said, LeBron James averaging 26 points, six rebounds, and six assists. Like he's, five minutes, he never gets, he never plays anymore. Though. He's he's still, after all these years, is a, an incredible player, who is really really making an imprint on the game. If we go to, be interesting to see where he's going to land, uh, scoring wise. Was it you that said he might pass Carmelo in this season, or what are your thoughts on I his scoring? This season, but if he has another good season. I think he's only like a, a couple. Let's see what his career stats and points. So he has, oh, I only have averages. I don't have total points for LeBron James. Um, here, I got it right here. So Carmelo has 36,928, and LeBron has 35,894. So he's almost within 1,000. And 1,000 points, and he's probably got... 50 games less left this year. Let's well, see. We'll get it this year, I don't think. If he averages 50, if he averages 26 points, he could do it. But he only plays like five games. He he's not going to play every game. 
He'd have to play. Like he doesn't play. He doesn't play basketball unless he needs to. I mean, let's put it this way: we could be on passing Carmelone watch at the end of the season. We could. We could be on watch. It depends on against the ball plays. Yeah. Pretty impressive though. Then after he passes Carl Malone, he's got another three thousand one thousand four hundred points, which he'd have to. I I think it looks like LeBron James could end up the all-time NBA leading yeah. scorer. This he, is this is impressive. This is even more impressive because he stayed healthy to be in this position, and I think you have to give him credit at least for that. Because I know, like, yeah, these other players that have more points might have played less seasons, but it's because LeBron was dedicated to recovery and he mm-hmm. did kind of put himself in this position. I would have to say, I would have thought a while ago if you would have said, will Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time leading scoring record be broken? I would have said no. So this is this is big changed. to me. I will also say this, John Stockton's assist record will never be broken. Yeah, and his steals, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But you got to give it it's to fun. someone like Carl Malone who – longevity, night in, night out, same with Kareem. And look sure. what longevity gets you. I mean, it's going to get LeBron James four championship rings, maybe a fifth at some point in time, and he could end the lead, all-time leading scorer. There's a big debate in our home at times about is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan. It's not only in our home, but it's around the world. Um, the longevity of, of LeBron James is really testing that argument. Uh, I think he's aware of his scoring, and if and knowing LeBron, he's a competitive person and will want to chase after these um, great players. But we go to Christmas Day, and looks like Luca's afraid to go bare and won't be playing. So the Jazz should have a good shot <laughs> at winning. But yeah, what else? Anything else? That'd be it. It'd be great to get a 23rd win and stay hot. This has been a long home stretch for us. That'll be our sixth game on Sunday, and then we go back out on the road. I think between Christmas and New Year's, at least for a game. So um, yeah. it'll be fun to see how well we play if we get back out on the road. We're one of the better road teams I think in our road the NBA. Is just as good as their home record. They might be close to being equal now, right? So we are eleven and twelve and six at home, and ten and three on the road. So our road record is still as better. Which is unique. The Jazz, for a number of years, have not been that great on the road until the last maybe two or three years. Historically, they have not. If we can keep winning on the road, that really sets us up nicely for the playoffs and into a, a, a long series. Great. Well, let's keep it rolling. All right. Thank you, Spencer. Thanks, Dad.